Section two of They Who Knock at Our Gates by Mary Anton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter one The Law of the Fathers Part one And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6, 7, and 9. If I ask an American, what is the fundamental American law, and he does not answer me promptly, that which is contained in the Declaration of Independence, I put him down for a poor citizen. He who is ignorant of the law is likely to disobey it, and there cannot be two minds about the position of the Declaration among our documents of state. What the Mosaic law is to the Jews, the Declaration is to the American people. It affords us a starting point in history, and defines our mission among the nations. Without it, we should not differ greatly from other nations who have achieved a constitutional form of government and various democratic institutions. What marks us out from other advanced nations is the origin of our liberties, in one supreme act of political innovation prompted by a conscious sense of the dignity of manhood. In other countries, advances have been made by favor of hereditary rulers and aristocratic parliaments, each successive reform being grudgingly handed down to the people from above. Not so in America. At one bold stroke we shattered the monarchical tradition, and installed the people in the seats of government substituting the gospel of the sovereignty of the masses for the superstition of the divine right of kings. And even more notable than the boldness of the act was the dignity with which it was entered upon. In terms befitting a philosophical discourse, we gave notice to the world that what we were about to do, we would do in the name of humanity, in the conviction that as justice is the end of government, so should manhood be its source. It is this insistence on the philosophic sanction of our revolt that gives the sublime touch to our political performance. Up to the moment of our Declaration of Independence, our struggle with our English rulers did not differ from other popular struggles against despotic governments. Again and again we respectfully petitioned for redress of specific grievances, as the governed from time immemorial have petitioned their governors but one day we abandoned our suit for petty damages and instituted a suit for the recovery of our entire human heritage of freedom and by basing our claim on the fundamental principles of the brotherhood of man and the sovereignty of the masses we assumed the championship of the oppressed against their oppressors wherever found it was thus by sinking our particular quarrel with george of england in the universal quarrel of humanity with injustice that we emerged a distinct nation with a unique mission in the world and we revealed ourselves to the world in the declaration of independence even as the israelites revealed themselves in the law of moses from the declaration flows our race consciousness our sense of what is and what is not american our laws our policies the successive steps of our progress, 
all must conform to the spirit of the declaration of independence the source of our national being the american confession of faith therefore is a recital of the doctrines of liberty and equality a faithful american is one who understands these doctrines and applies them in his life it should be easy to pick out the true americans the spiritual heirs of the founders of our republic by this simple test of loyalty to the principles of the declaration to such a test we are put both as a nation and as individuals every time we are asked to define our attitude on immigration having set up a government on a declaration of the rights of man it should be our first business to reaffirm that declaration every time we meet a case involving human rights now every immigrant who emerges from the steerage presents such a case for the alien whatever ethnic or geographic label he carries in a primary classification of the creatures of the earth falls in the human family the fundamental fact of his humanity established we need only rehearse the articles of our political faith to know what to do with the immigrant it is written in our basic law that he is entitled to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness there is nothing left for us to do but to open wide our gates and set him on his way to happiness that is what we did for a while when our simple law was fresh in our minds and the habit of applying it instinctive then there arose a fashion of spelling immigration with a capital initial which so confused the national eye that we began to see a problem where formerly we had seen a familiar phenomenon of american life and as a problem requires skillful handling we called an army of experts in consultation and the din of their elaborate discussions has filled our ears ever since the effect on the nation has been disastrous in a matter involving our faith as americans we have ceased to consult our fundamental law and have suffered ourselves to be guided by the conflicting reports of commissions and committees anthropologists economists and statisticians policy-mongers calamity howlers and self-announced prophets matters irrelevant to the interests of liberty have taken the first place in the discussion lobbyists not patriots have had the last word our american sensibility has become dulled so that sometimes the cries of the oppressed have not reached our ears unless carried by formal deputations in a department of government which brings us into daily touch with the nations of the world we have failed to live up to our national gospel and have not been aware of our backsliding what have the experts and statisticians done so to pervert our minds they have filled volumes with facts and figures comparing the immigrants of today with the immigrants of other days classifying them as to race nationality and culture tabulating their occupations analyzing their savings probing their motives prophesying their ultimate destiny but what is there in all this that bears on the right of free men to choose their place of residence granted that sicilians are not scotchmen how does that affect the right of a sicilian to travel in pursuit of happiness strip the alien down to his anatomy you still find a man 
a creature made in the image of god and concerning such a one we have definite instructions from the founders of our republic and what purpose was served by the bloody tide of the civil war if it did not wash away the last lingering doubts as to the brotherhood of men of different races there is no impropriety in gathering together a mass of scientific and sociological data concerning the newcomers as long as we understand that the knowledge so gained is merely the technical answer to a number of technical questions where we have gone wrong is in applying the testimony of our experts to the moral side of the question by all means register the cephalic index of the alien the anthropologist will make something of it at his leisure but do not let it determine his right to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness i do not ask that we remove all restrictions and let the flood of immigration sweep in unchecked i do ask that such restrictions as we impose shall accord with the loftiest interpretation of our duty as americans so our first duty is to live up to the gospel of liberty through the political practices devised by our forefathers and modified by their successors as democratic ideas developed but political practices require a territory wherein to operate democracy must have standing room so it becomes our next duty to guard our frontiers for that purpose we maintain two forms of defense the barbaric devices of army and navy to ward off hostile mass invasions and the humane devices of the immigration service to regulate the influx of peaceable individuals we have plenty of examples to copy in our military defenses but when it comes to the civil branch of our national guard we dare not borrow foreign models what our neighbors are doing in the matter of regulating immigration may or may not be right for us other nations may be guided chiefly by economic considerations while we are under spiritual bonds to give first consideration to the moral principles involved for this our peculiar american problem we must seek a characteristically american solution what terms of entry may we impose on the immigrant without infringing on his inalienable rights as defined in our national charter just such as we would impose on our own citizens if they proposed to move about the country in companies numbering thousands with their families and portable belongings and what would these conditions be they would be such as are required by public safety public health public order whatever limits to our personal liberty we are ourselves willing to endure for the sake of public welfare we have a right to impose on the stranger from abroad these and no others has then the newest arrival the same rights as the established citizen according to the declaration yes the same right to live to move to try his luck more than this he does not claim at the gate of entrance with less than this we are not authorized to put him off we do not question the right of an individual foreigner to enter our country on any peaceable errand why then question the rights of a shipload of foreigners lumping a thousand men together under the title of immigrants does not deprive them of their humanity and the rights inherent in humanity 
or can it be demonstrated that the sum of the rights of a million men is less than the rights of one individual the declaration of independence like the ten commandments must be taken literally and applied universally what would have been the civilizing power of the mosaic code if the children of israel had repudiated it after a few generations as little virtue is there in the declaration of independence if we limit its operation to any geographical sphere or historical period or material situation how do we belittle the works of our fathers when we talk as though they wrought for their contemporaries only it was no great matter to shake off the rule of an absent tyrant if that is all that the war of the revolution did so much has been done many times over long before the first tree fell under the axe of a new england settler emmaus was fought before yorktown and thermopylae before emmaus it is only as we dwell on the words of jefferson and franklin that the deeds of washington shine out among the deeds of heroes in the chronicles of the jews moses has a far higher place than the maccabean brothers and notice that moses owes his immortality to the unbroken succession of generations who were willing to rule their lives by the law that fell from his lips the glory of the jews is not that they received the law but that they kept the law the glory of the american people must be that the vision vouchsafed to their fathers they in their turn hold up undimmed to the eyes of successive generations to maintain our own independence is only to hug that vision to our own bosoms if we sincerely believe in the elevating power of liberty we should hasten to extend the reign of liberty over all mankind the disciples of jesus did not sit down in jerusalem and congratulate each other on having found the saviour they scattered over the world to spread the tidings far and wide we americans disciples of the goddess liberty are saved the trouble of carrying our gospel to the nations because the nations come to us right royally have we welcomed them and lavishly entertained them at the feast of freedom whenever our genuine national impulses have shaped our immigration policy but from time to time the national impulse has been clogged by selfish fears and foolish alarms parading under the guise of civic prudence ignoring entirely the rights of the case the immigration debate has raged about questions of expediency as if convenience and not justice were our first concern at times the debate has been led by men on whom the responsibilities of american citizenship sat lightly who treated immigration as a question of the division of spoils End of section 2